welcome to Turn It Down, a good podcast about bad music. Every episode, we take a terrible song, pull it apart, try to figure out what went wrong. I'm Joe Oakes. And I'm Steve Sachs. And today, we're going to listen to a song that Steve brought. Steve, what you got for me today? Uh, I brought this song, I Took a Pill in Ibiza by Mike Posner. There are two versions of this song. Really? Yes. Okay. And we're going to need to talk about both. So we're going to need to listen to both. Yes. All right. Okay. Well, I guess I'll, I'll buckle in for that. Okay. Uh, I haven't heard, and let me I don't ask think you, I've heard either of these. And let me ask you, don't pull up anything about this song yet. For our dear listeners, go, go with us on this journey as we discuss this song, because I think this could be interesting. You're building up a lot of suspense yes, here. Yes, I am. And I really hope you're not setting expectations too high. I hope I'm not. But we'll I, see. I trust you. Okay. So before we listen to this, I think, as I said, there are two versions of this song. So right. I think it's important that we that we just discuss briefly what went on here. So Mike Posner wrote this song, right? And then it was then it was remixed. Okay, as and, is common yeah, well, it happens. Yeah, he wrote it as an acoustic song, and then it was remixed uh, into like this this kind of club banger. Um, okay, and so let's listen to that one first because which the club banger let's version. Let's listen to the club banger first. Yeah, I think. Because like that's the one, that's the one everybody knows. And and that one was nominated for a Grammy and some other things. And mm. that's the one that if you're in CVS or you're in uh, JCPenney or whatever shopping, you're going to hear that one. Yeah. They're yeah, not going to play the singer-songwriter slogan. Exactly. So okay. let's, let's hear that first, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the other one as well. Okay. But, so but I think it's important that we differentiate here gotcha so first off we're gonna play a clip of the remix of i took a pill in ibiza yes and uh we'll put a link to that in our spotify playlist uh as well as the other the other tune that we're gonna listen to the Mm -hmm. other version and uh yeah i guess let's dive in good (laughs) oh my gosh crazy i took a pill in ibiza to show Avicii I was cool And when I finally got sober Felt ten years older But fuck it, it was something to do I'm living out in L.A. All right, so, yeah. Okay. What, what, what's up with this? Because I have I have a few questions, but I want to hear okay, why so did you bring this? I brought this for, okay, here's the deal. Uh, a song that popped in my head as a, as a good song, potentially a good song to talk about on this podcast, was Mike Posner, one of his first single. Cool. Which was, which was called... Uh, you think you're cooler That's than what it me. was. Yeah, I thought okay. that I, yeah. I was like the name of the song is like cool or something. I have I always, yeah, I hate that fucking song. That song sucks. Specifically, there's this line where he says, "You got your highbrow shoes on your feet." Da, 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 da. And I was like, "What does that even mean?" Uh, what you think you're cool? And there's, he's doing this like horrible. <laughs> you breathy, think you're cooler than me? Cooler yeah, than it's me. so yeah. obnoxious. It's, it's like, the broiest sounding like uh, Jack Johnson y like through filtered through like a dude who's drank a lot of keystone it was a bad mix of elements yeah and so i went to go check that one out yeah and i listened to it and i was like i really don't have much more to say about this other than i hate this line <laughs> you got your eyebrows shoes on your feet that was the main yeah, point and, for you yeah. and um so i'm like oh okay well does he have any other songs you know and so i look on spotify and his like top songs yeah and uh and I see, I took a pill in Ibiza, and I'm like, oh, that sounds familiar. The song was nominated for a Grammy. 
it was on some critics, you know, top top thirty. Uh, uh, what is this? Billboard ranked it top number thirty on hundred best pop songs of twenty sixteen. Sure. Grammy nomination for song of the year. Okay, that's, that's and so, big. And I also I, I will say big. before before you know. I feel like I saw a lot of articles from reputable music sources talking about this being like a good song. Yeah. Right. But, Is that. Yeah. I, people liked it. Okay. And, and, but I, so I click it, you know, I go to listen to it sure. and I get the acoustic version, which I had no idea existed. Okay. I didn't know that this, I didn't realize that the one that was popular was a remix. Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's hear the acoustic version. Okay. Let's hear a little of this because it changes the mood considerably. I took a pill in Ibiza to show Avicii I was cool. And when I finally got sober, felt 10 years older, but fuck it, it was something to do. I'm living out in LA. I drive a sports car just to prove. I'm a real big baller cause I made a million dollars and I spend it on girls and shoes But you don't want to be high like me so <laughs> Alright, so I listened to that, right? Yeah And the difference between those two songs, in my opinion, is that the remix is something you hear but you don't really listen to it. Oh yeah, no, it's you're just not. on, and it's got that drop, and you're you're like, okay, totally. it's like a dumbass dance song, some EDM bullshit, like fine, right? And but, I, honestly, of that idiom, not a bad it's example. It's not of terrible. It yeah, like, no. I mean, it's a fine. It's EDM inoffensive. Song. That's yeah. why I was kind of confused right. because right. you know I was just sort of listening. Okay, these lyrics kind of whatever, but I mean that's the idiom. Okay, the lyrics though. As soon as he, as soon as you strip away that. Um, as soon as you strip away the production, the, the production yeah. exactly, all you have this this acoustic version that he did, which has like pretty standard, like very not interesting production, and like the guitar, it the acoustic doesn't sound very good. It's it's, it's text very plain. Yeah. It's literally and so yeah. what comes through the lyrics are like are which I think is the point, right? Is that the right? But. How fucking funny is the first line? I took a pill in, a v- in Ibiza to show Avicii I was cool. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, I mean, it's ridiculous. I heard that. I was like, holy shit, that's the fucking lyric? Well, that I heard in the original, too. That I one never, stuck it's out. It just never... It never occurred to you? I, I never... Like I said, I, ne- I heard it. I've heard it. I've never listened to it. So you, well, I'm like, okay, I pull up these lyrics. I'm like, all right, now we have something going on. So yeah. I think and we I, should look at these. Yeah. I, I, I mean, also, I want to, before we before we dig into the lyrics, yeah. because that was a big part of it, there are a lot of other things to talk about there. Oh, please. I, you know, I, first off, first off, th- that chorus in, in the acoustic version, uh-huh. the chorus, uh, all I know are sad songs, right? Yeah. Um, that's not in... The remix it is, is in it? The remix. Is it? I couldn't. I didn't notice Thus that. Thus proving my point. Right. Right. But it felt to me like that would be where the instrumental, like big synth lead hook would be, they, and he didn't know what else to do, so he just threw in some random. No, they shit. do that. They, he does, he does all it? I know are sad songs, but they kind of it kind of functions as a pre-chorus in the remix, and then they have the drop. Uh-huh. A drop is basically an instrumental chorus, in the way I hear it. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's bigger than a chorus in a way. Yeah, which I think is an interesting phenomenon. Definitely. But yeah, with that, I I. A lot of that really changed the tone of the whole thing. Yeah. Because there was something something about that EDM production gives you the sense that what he's saying is sort of 
I thought he was kind of smart at one point, and I don't know where that came from, but like, not to say that he's not smart, but there was like a smartness about his song mm-hmm. craft or mm-hmm. whatever. That was like, for some reason, I had that association. But as soon as I saw, because we watched the video right. of this, so we'll have we'll have that link. And the video is the is a essential. It's uh, it's it's the Bob Dylan subterranean homesick blues, uh, holding the cue cards, where he's got the lyrics. So inappropriate it's for the, this. It's the same thing. Black and white. He's in like an alleyway. It's literally the same video. Oh, yeah. Right? It, it, and and it, obviously very intentionally. But the subterranean homesick blues, I don't see why this right. is appropriate for there, – there's no – reason yeah. in the song like he's he's just deadpanning the camera with this sort of moony like just like sad like mm-hmm yeah kind of face like like my these words yeah are meaningful i guess we should hit the lyrics let's first. hit what the lyrics think? yeah as we said he's writing these he's writing hits for other artists he's yeah opening for them on tour successful being yeah. successful but he as a can't musician. but he can't hit that point again He's having, you know, the point that he was at where he was the star. He's, He's the out center of attention. He's the guy with yeah. the number one song. And so from what I have read, he, I think throughout this time, um, because of the fame that he did have, modest mm-hmm. as it was, begins struggling with depression. Okay. Serious depression. Uh, and you can imagine why. I mean... Sure. I mean, you know, and he's a creative type. He's an artist type. Yeah. And, and he's... He's a sensitive person. Sensitive person. And, and he's struggling. Mm-hmm. He's feeling a lot of pressure. And he was at an impressionable age when he felt this sort of pressure to be successful and celebrated yeah. for his artistry or whatever. Yeah. You know? So he... So he... Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, I got the, the timeline wrong here. He... he after, So during this scrapping period, uh, I have here, he felt uncomfortable being he began to start feeling uncomfortable being in the spotlight with mm. what it took to maintain that and so he started struggling with depression took a break from making his own music to write for other artists okay. so that's how that happened sorry that, for that, getting that, this a little backwards oh no 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 that's good um that makes sense yes yeah uh he takes this break and he goes fucking deep dude not only does yeah. he like take not only does he take this break but he like starts asking the big questions. Oh no, never do that. Never ask the big questions. And so I want to show you I want to show I'm not even sure how to, like I want to get to this so bad, but he he starts asking the big questions, right? Yeah. And this is where for me it starts to turn. And this is why I wanted to talk about this so badly because okay. all this time I spent a good three days listening to that acoustic song and fucking laughing at it. Right. Because okay? I thought the lyrics were so ridiculous. Yeah. And then I read, I started researching it, right? Mm-hmm. And I read, he, you know, I go to Genius first, easy. And, you know, he's got he's got this little quote here. It says, what, what, what inspired him to write the song? He says, I was in the studio with a friend of mine named Jake Owen, who's a wonderful country artist. Oh, Jake Owen. Do you know him? I know one of the songs that we'll probably talk about at some point, but go on. We were passing the guitar back and forth, which is what songwriters do when they hang out. It means I play a song that I recently wrote. I pass it to him. He plays a song he wrote. We pass it back. You know, what songwriters do. What songwriters do. 
I played an old tune of mine. I don't even remember which one. And he said, what inspired that song you just sang? I said, it's about a girl I had a thing with in New York City. And I mixed up her story with a separate girl from my past and some of it I just made up. He looked at me and said, why don't you just tell the truth? I didn't really have an answer for that question at the time. But after leaving that studio, I boarded a plane and on the airplane, I wrote, I took a pill in Ibiza. I suppose that was my answer to the question. Okay. So... He's really trying to process something here. Yeah, we got the lyrics. Let's let's take a look at yeah. these. So as we mentioned, the first lyric off the bat, I took a, a pill in, I can't say it for some reason. I took a pill in Ibiza to show Avicii I was cool. Right. All right. So, so tell me specifically <laughs> what about, because I obviously on its face, it's silly, but yeah. what, what specifically about you hits you and makes you go, oh my God, with this? Cause I'm I'm not sure if I'm there. Okay, for me, like hearing it is so earnest with the acoustic guitar, um, <laughs> True. it sounded so self serious and like he just had. It sounds to me like he has no sense of like uh, that 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 that's a funny way to start a song, right? That like even to admit that is like a funny. And like a weird thing to do. It's is it name dropping? Right, it's like a yeah, name dropping yeah, yeah. thing. And then he's also like being self deprecating. Like you said, is it clever or is it stupid? Like it's a confounding lyric to me. I why Avicii too? Because I guess I mean I guess we know now. You know, rest in peace, Avicii. Avicii was a very troubled guy. This is a piece of the Took song. Took a lot of pills, I'm sure, in Ibiza. And when uh, this song was written, Avicii was alive. And they were buds. And they were friends. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, so. So they were friends. So also, so not only that, but the fact that this song is like kind of a limerick, like it's all the lyrics, kind of. I took a pill in, a, in Ibiza to show Avicii I was cool. And when I finally got sober, felt 10 years older, but fuck it, it was something to do. Oh my God, it's a limerick. It's a fucking limerick. It's limericks. Yeah. Oh. The whole song. Um, and then and then like all this stuff, so self, it's so self-deprecating, but like not in a, it's like trying to be self-aware but not self-aware quite there yet like i'm living out the next the next part of the verse i'm living out in la i drive a sports car just to prove i'm a real big baller because i made a million dollars and i spent it on girls and shoes like <laughs> and then it moves into the chorus and he says you don't want to be high like me never really knowing why like me you don't want to step off that roller coaster and be all alone <laughs> and i love this next line it says you don't want to ride the bus like this <laughs> <laughs> well like him like i think him. i think he means the tour bus maybe but i love that there's like a knock on the bus like oh you don't want to take well, public I could, transit i could see how you could read this i could see how you could read this like you don't want, want to ride the bus like the regular bus when you're famous like me because it sucks yeah which does everyone recognize Mike Posner? How famous was Mike Posner to begin with? Right. I mean, as an as a personality, mm -hmm. as someone you see, because you for me it was a faceless voice. Totally. The song. Like, and I even, knew the song well. I knew, um, you know, cooler than me. Yeah. I knew. Uh, Please don't go, which was a great. Please song, don't go. I thought. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyways, let's. We yeah. can touch on his. Well, we will touch on his career in a, in a minute. Let's yeah, let's yeah. kind of get through talk a little bit more about these lyrics so yes um you, uh, you don't want to ride the bus like this never knowing who to trust like this you don't want to be stuck up on that stage singing stuck up on that stage singing all i know are sad songs sad songs all i know are sad songs yeah so so he's clearly he's lamenting like the the trappings of fame and it's hard 
having gotten so famous off my uh, song. Yeah, bummer. Dude. Uh, yeah, it's a real tough life, you know. <laughs> um, verse two. I'm just a singer who already blew a shot. I get along with old timers because my name's a reminder of a pop song people forgot. So there's <laughs> you can't there's, help but read, you can't it, help that way, read right? it that way. And there's something about his voice. The way he sings it, he he there's no like this is like if you want to sing a song like this where you're like, I'm washed up and like it sucks. I used to be famous and now I'm not famous and like Yeah. Don't you think there should be like some grit to that? There should his I voice mean, is so pristine and so smooth. It's very affected. It's very like pop singer kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, and there isn't really it it is that sort of rote. If we're talking specifically about the acoustic version, yeah, the acoustic to, one, yeah. There's this very rote like I'm uncom I'm in a idiom that's uncomfortable for me. Uh-huh. You can totally hear it. And so he's just doing it like technically precise. But no, there's not enough emotion for what should be such an such an emotional song. Mm-hmm. Although the emotion that he's trying to communicate is pretty invalid i think and yeah yeah you know yeah that's how i felt reading this no, too totally, i felt the I'm same totally way it's like, it's like it's like dude like and not and and i feel like there are some songs where this sentiment is like better expressed i, I don't know why the yeah. first one that comes to mind is like that drake song where he's like um uh what is it over Yeah, the first one that comes to mind for me for whatever reason is the Drake song Over, where he goes, I know way too many people here right now that I didn't know last year. Who the fuck are y'all? Like, yeah, see, that's good, <laughs> like, though. I swear that, it feels... different... Yeah, I love that song. That's a specific song. sentiment. Like, yeah. That's a very specific then, thing. And then he goes, yeah, uh, I know way too many people here right now that I didn't know last year. Who the fuck are y'all? I swear it feels like the last few nights we've been everywhere and back, but I just can't remember it all. What am I doing? What am I do- doing? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm doing me. You know, right, right, like he right, kind of right. has this moment of There's, like, what the fuck is going on around me? You have to acknowledge. Like, oh wait, I got this. Yeah, you have like, to. You know, you have to be realistic around the situation. Like this, this seems like this seems like he doesn't really understand. Yes, the perception of him. Yeah, like there's no awareness of the audience's how you view. Like I'm sitting here going, I don't really see how this is all that bad. Yeah, that people forgot your song like yeah oh boo Boo-hoo. fucking who right. after you know yeah i'm just a singer who already blew a shot i get along with old timers because my name's a reminder who of a these old timers people forgot and i can't keep a girl no because as soon as the sun comes up i cut them all loose and works my excuse but the truth is i can't open up go back into the chorus he says you don't want to be high like me never never knowing why you don't want to step off the roller coaster be all alone you don't want to ride the bus god like, Please, God not forbid like the fucking not bus. like him. Don't you don't want to ride the bus like him? <laughs> yeah, you know. So he finishes up verse three. He says, "I took a plane to my hometown. I brought my pride and my guitar." This has like a John Mellencamp or like a, a yeah, a, like a Bruce feel. Well, as soon as you say hometown, that's <laughs> yeah. who you're. <laughs> I brought my pride and my guitar. And I the way also, he, I made a note here that yeah. He dips into a southern accent. He does. My friends are all gone, but there's manicured lawns. He couldn't help it. He couldn't help (laughs) it. And the people think I'm a star, yeah. I walked around downtown. I met some fans on Lafayette. They said, tell us how to make it, because we're getting real impatient. So I looked him in the eye and said... This didn't happen. No way, right? 
you don't want to be high like me, blah, 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 blah. He finishes with the chorus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 So. And then there's that wonderful, it's, yeah. Yeah. That ending. Oh my God. Yeah. Judge, I saw that you loved Oh, the way he, wow. The way, the way he, he ended that, the, his, his, the way he put some stank on that last line. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Have you ever wanted to record your very own podcast? If you have, you're probably someone who feels that uh, you have something important to say uh, or you have an opinion about something that you just have to get off your chest. And, y- and you know what? You do. You do. I really want to hear what you have to say. I mean, you know, if you want to make a podcast. But you may be wondering, you know, how how do I do this? How do I get into this? How do I distribute the podcast, get it on all the apps? How do I get people to listen to it? How do I get it out there? How do I monetize it? That's a big thing. You know, how do I get paid to podcast? I mean, that's kind of the dream. Even if you don't have any knowledge of how to record your voice, Anchor will get you started right away. And it's super easy. You can record a podcast just on your phone in the Anchor app, believe it or not. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it is 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. I can attest to that. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that is what I am doing right now by reading this very ad. So yes, that is correct. Anchor will sponsor your podcast, the podcast that you record and distribute and host with Anchor. And it's 100% free and they pay you to do it. I got to say, it is, I, I'm not the kind of person usually to, to become a big fan of like a company. You know, I'm kind of anti like, you know, big business, but Anchor, I don't, Anchor doesn't feel like big business. You know, I contacted them with some support. I had a question about distribution and someone named Grant uh, got back to me with, you know, an email, like an actual email and uh, said that he would take care of my request. And he did within about 20 minutes. So I'm really grateful to Anchor to be hosted by them. I highly recommend that you download the Anchor app and listen to Anchor podcasts because it's uh, it's podcasting for the people. You know, this is an independent operation and it means a lot that we can get all these services for free. So, you know, if you want to make a podcast with Anchor, all you have to do is go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start, S-T-A-R-T. And there you can find information on how to join myself and all the other podcasters on Anchor today. I am like holding my breath right now. I am so excited. I cannot wait to hear your podcast. So those are the lyrics. Yep. And I think being that it is about the rise and fall of Mike Posner, mm-hmm. I think we should talk a little about his career. Please, because I think it's important. just from the stuff that I've been looking at and that you've sent me in relationship to the... Or, the stuff about this song that you've sent me, I'm seeing a bunch of like pictures and sort of things he's doing and saying, and I'm like, oh, oh wait, something's wait. going on. Yeah, okay. Here so this, this is why I didn't want you to Google anything. Yeah, I so, don't know anything about this. So please, so, so let's go through. So Mike Posner, uh, <laughs> Wikipedia writes he's an American singer songwriter, poet, and record producer. He put that in there. He <laughs> think he edited his Wikipedia. I very I'm possible. Absolutely sure. Turns out he does have a couple of poetry albums and some books. He okay, okay. He's a poet. Sure. Put out his debut in 2010. Um, he was at Duke. He was a member of a frat, which is like 
Of course he was a member of, of the frat. He Listen, he's you can't have songs. that kind of. There's this picture I'm looking at where he has this sort of manicured beard and like yes. beard and like little yeah. earrings and a flat rim hat. And so it's he like, starts, yeah, you're in a frat, dude. Yeah, sure. he starts his career 2010. Don't don't look too much. Do no, me no, favor. no, no. I'm, so I'm just I'm just listening. He 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 starts his career looking like the guy who like in your high school definitely sold you weed and then. I don't know. He he looks like a dude who like had was like oh, low yeah. key uh, budding criminal. He he actually looks like my first dealer. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> exactly. like, and I don't mean like like a know. white dude with a shape up, exactly. like an inappropriate, <laughs> right, an inappropriate right. choice. Just, exactly, you shouldn't be doing that. It's appropriation in one way or another. And so that's like his image. And at that time, he's like friends with Big Sean, and like they came oh, up together. Yeah. They're kind of buddies. Just cool. getting getting guapped together. Yeah. And so he's a member of this frat. He leaves college early when his demo kind of gets passed around. And it has um, Cooler Than Me and Please Don't Go, as you mentioned, right. on that. Which yeah, is yeah, yeah. Which, let's face it, like he's like 19, 20 in, co- in college and writes those songs. They're great. And, and they're he, hits. He's also, I remember actually Please Don't Go somehow when that song came out because I liked it and I looked it up. I found a video of the sort of production process and he's in there programming synths and, and picking out sounds and producing shit. He actually does that stuff. So, mm-hmm. and that, that was what drew me to that song. There's this little breakdown with some chip tune sounds that just, I was like, Oh man. So f- after this, those songs, um, hit, he, he has a stretch where he is really trying to follow up those two songs hard. Not easy. Not easy to do, no. I'm not that they were huge. Again, like he never became like humongously famous, but like no. imagine you're him. You feel like you're becoming really famous. Yeah. Right? Like you've written these two songs, you get like you're able to drop out of college. You're like, holy shit, this is the fucking dream. Like I never yeah. wanted to go to school because I didn't want to have a job. I want to fucking play music like, forever. That's what I want to do. Totally. And it's happening. Yeah. It's really fucking happening. I mean, it's 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 gotta be Especially being as young yeah. as he is, that's got to be, you know. Yeah. I mean, he had a, these hit. These were huge hit. Like he yeah, was they were big. He, he was is doing it. Famous. Like, yeah. So he's trying to write these records. He writes two albums worth of material. He writes two different sophomore albums, and the label won't have them. They get scrapped. Both. Yes. What? I gotta hear these. I, yeah. I don't know if they're out they or out what. Somewhere. But in this time, so this is 2011 to 2014, and in this time, he writes. He starts writing. He uh, starts writing for other acts. So he writes the song um, "Boyfriend" for Justin Bieber. Oh, if I huge. was a boyfriend, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. pretty good. Swag, swag, swag. Yeah, he, did, <laughs> was that, was he that, says yeah. Bieber wrote the swag part. God, I hope that's true. Bieber wrote the swag part. Um, I expect that the, from him. Yeah, it's the "If I Was Your Boyfriend, I Never Let You Go." Yeah, that one. Okay, he writes "Sugar" for Maroon Five. Oh Sugar, wow, that was a massive so hit too. Yeah, huge. So April 2015, he releases the stripped-down version, the one with the stupid Bob Dylan video that we just watched. Right. That gets remixed in 2016 by Norwegian production duo Sieb. They haven't done shit else, but whatever. We've we've talked about Norwegian production. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) The geniuses. (laughs) Yep. Um, Gets a billion streams on Spotify, gets the number two on their global top 50, number five on the U.S. chart, gets nominated for a Grammy in 2017. Um, and in this time, he is expanding his, you know, whatever. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So here is a version he did on Conan. 
And I'm going to play you just the, I think it's the third verse, the one where he usually talks about going home. Yeah. He changes it up. Oh. And, and again, I saw this early on and it's performed with an orchestra. And I was like, <gasps> Jesus Christ, like how <laughs> fucking self-serious can you get? But then I'm realizing he's, he really is trying to use this song in a way to process what happened to him. Which, okay. Listen, let's 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 forget that. Like from our perspective, okay, big fucking deal. You got famous a little bit, a little bit famous, and you got a lot of money, and then you didn't know what to do with yourself. Right. Put yourself in his shoes. I I guess I yeah I can be empathetic. I mean, it's traumatic. It's, it's, it's traumatic. It's traumatic because also, you know, even, even the level of fame that he thinks is sort of paltry is like, I've never unbelievable. had unbelievable. I don't know how I would deal with that. Like, you know, nineteen or twenty. Yeah, right. So no, no, I can I can empathize. Yeah, you know, it's more the awareness of how you're being perceived. Yes, by the people you're talking to. But I think that there's the lyric in the song where he says like, uh, "You don't want to be stuck up on the stage singing." Yeah, that I think it's the only outlet he has. Like he, I don't think he even really knows what to do. And now that it's like. It's, you know, it's this classic story. Like, mm-hmm. you get stuck doing the thing you love. And, yeah, And it yeah. doesn't, it's not bringing you the joy, joy, the satisfaction, the whatever. Kind of a nightmare right? scenario. Yeah. So let me play the third verse from this song, the version he did on Conan. All right, here we go. And my dad has I'm still wrapping my head round that Sat by the hospital bed Nurses poked in their heads And asked me to sign autographs Man, my dad has cancer I shouldn't be here, I should be home But in case you couldn't tell I'm busy playing myself In this little Mike Posner show You don't wanna be high what okay. the fuck? So that's fucking heavy, right? Yeah. Okay. That was brutal. Yeah. But also like kind of funny. Kind of funny. Kind of funny. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, it's I also burst funny out the laughing. second time where he says, He's like, Yo, no, my, my dad, dad has, has cancer. cancer. <laughs> um yeah. the thing about that was like, yeah, it was it was it was so jarring and yes. intentionally so they're like the orchestra drops out yeah um he knows exactly what he's doing he when he's doing he's it doing yeah i but after a little bit in that verse i was like you flip i i i immediately was like i see what he's doing yeah for a second i was thinking like i could see this as a recurring like whatever the worst thing that happened yeah. to him recently every time he <laughs> plays another song Olympic. he's like he's like <laughs> i got in a car crash yeah. And the cop asked me for my autograph, <laughs> playing myself in my business show. He does a little bit of the gremlin voice, too. Do you know what I'm talking about? Who's like the, the, the Eric Cartman, like, yeah. Like yeah, that thing? Yeah, or there's this other singer out there right now. There's this singer, uh, Ellie Golding. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, she she does that sort yeah, of yeah, gremlin yeah. thing. It's just like every now and then. But, but that's anyways, part of like what's that. so weird. That's part of what's so yeah. weird about this song and about his, de- it's his delivery is part of the problem. He has this smooth R&B voice yeah. that like does not fit what he's trying to do. Although there, I mean, I don't know. This, I will honestly too, in the section with the string orchestra, I was like, you know. Is it growing on you? 
It's grown on okay. me. I was like, <laughs> I don't because it, it's it's textbook generic, whatever. But like, and when yes, it happened, but, I was like, this is a good example of this. And this guy, for me, the more I started to learn about this song, the more I was like, I, I hate the song, but I don't hate the the story. Right. And so that complicates it. Like, this song is bad. I think. Yeah. Like, look at these stupid fucking limerick lyrics. They're they're painful, but. It's the context. He like he honestly that song came from a very honest place, and like Clearly. it fucking resonates with people now because of that. I think there's something to be said for that. And I again, I'm just kind of I'm still trying to wrap my head around or find a way to verbalize what was so striking about what we just watched there, yeah. like the Conan performance. There's that moment; it was actually real. Yes. He was actually there saying that and yeah. meaning it. He's telling the audience, like, I shouldn't be here yeah. doing this, but I have to because I'm me. Yeah, I have That's, to play myself. means it, and it's right, and it's on national fucking TV, and yeah. he's saying it to his entire audience. Yeah. That's real as fuck. Yeah, he just rough. told the entire world his dad has cancer, and he's mad at the people he's singing to. Yeah. That's fucking real shit okay so let, let's check this next one right so what what's the okay. date here because you're closer than me so that was um in oh may 2016 okay <laughs> i was like where are you pulling i'm that a little space <laughs> all right so that was may 2016 okay let's check in with the song and with mike posner in let's check in with mike posner september 25th 2018 where we last left off I'll remind you. Two his years. dad has cancer. Okay? Okay. And here is him. Here he is introducing. So in the last clip, he's got, he looks like Eminem. He's still yeah. got the short. Uh, bleach blonde. Bleach blonde. He still looks Clean like shaded. he's trying to do it. He's whatever it is. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So now we're two years later. Like I said, he's been meditating. He's been studying uh, wisdom traditions and right. maybe some spirituality. He talks about getting some books from Big Sean. Big Sean's big into, uh, apparently, into the idea that you can manifest your reality. I don't know if I subscribe to that exactly. Mm, that sounds a little OTO. That's a, Yeah, a little new age woo-woo for me. Yeah. But I'm big on meditation. Um, big, I think yoga is also is also wonderful. I think anytime you're in a room by yourself doing nothing, yes. that's positive. Yeah, experiencing existence. Yes, without any without anything. That's good. So he's right. been doing this and, and taking it seriously. So here he is. Uh, he is now wearing like a denim shirt. He's got he looks like Bob Dylan circa 1970. <laughs> like he looks like uh, blood yeah, on the tracks. Yeah, like Bob Dylan. Like yeah, after big all the beard. amphetamines wore off. Right, big yeah, yeah, beard, yeah. big scraggly hair. He's in an Amish vibe. Yeah, too. yeah. Okay, um, so all right, let's hear. Let's hear the intro. We don't again. This this version of the song is the same, but let's hear him introduce this. Song. Let's check it out. When my dad died, I realized everyone wants you to forget you're gonna die because if they convince you you're not gonna die, you waste your time doing what they want you to do. Spend money on what they're selling. And it's like dad died, and then my friend Avicii died, then my friend Mac died. And one day I'm gonna die, but before then I'm gonna live, live, live the way I wanna live. I took a pill and he beat. I took a pill and he beat. 
Okay, you gotta get that in. He just broke. Yeah. We're, we're laughing because he just broke into the song. And let me just say, I was sitting here like getting choked up and then being just sort of confused mm-hmm. and then being like feeling like, wow, this guy is, you know, you just heard it. He, he's making some really great points. And then I'm laughing because it's him. Yeah, and, and he busts and, right know, into I took a pill. And and I took a pill in a piece. <laughs> To show Avicii I was cool. <laughs> like, who just died? I mean, it's very sad. Yeah. He's like, Avicii was my friend and he just died. Like, this song And then is he adds Mac like, Miller. Yeah, and Mac Miller uh, just died too. And his father. His. Like, and his dad died. So his dad died six months after that Conan show where he's like, my dad has cancer. I And, you know, very lucid shit he's saying. Yeah. Like, that is some real fucking shit. I, again, he doesn't sound unhinged. He sounds. Calm. He's like, yeah. this is the reality. This is the, this is what it is. And These people has, are dead. I'm gonna die. You're gonna die. Here's my song. Yeah, and I'm like, gonna live though. Well, because yeah, he's like, and yeah. Um, yeah. So let's live. Let's live while we can live. I respect this guy. I do too. I'm coming around 100. Yes. percent But the the funny the funny thing about it is it's really. The music itself the isn't, song as is enla- bad. isn't as enlightened. Yeah. He's not an enlightened musician. No, no, <laughs> right, right. It hasn't yet. Like, it like, hasn't. It hasn't seeped into his it craft. Translated. Although this song is is old now. Yeah, me. this is 2018. That song is old. Yeah, he is putting um, out a new record very soon. Curious. Um, he's doing a thing now, where he is going to be walking across the country. <laughs> First, he does subterranean homesick blues. Now he's doing. <laughs> Force Gump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just started running. Yeah. <laughs> so he's supposed to do this in March. Like, I was looking at his Instagram. Um, okay. And he's supposed to start this in March. And he's still looking scraggly. And he's still, like... Well, can I it say... It seems like he doesn't really give a fuck anymore. Like, no. he wears, like, a Patagonia, like, jacket, like, with the hood up. And, like, plays... It looks like he's playing, like, coffee shops just around his hometown. Sure. Because he likes to. Yeah, why not? Like, yeah, fuck it. Like, well, this this must be a much more profound realization for someone whose existence was was built around uh, public appearance because it had to be because yeah. he was thrust into the spotlight. And you see how As manicured a, he was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was really well groomed and like playing the part, playing himself. And and I don't think, especially at that age, uh, some of these realizations about you know what you want out of life, and and what it means to sort of you know, live, like he's saying here, like live according to your own vision of what life should be and yeah. do the things you want and don't get wrapped up in, in, in the character of yourself. Yeah. All those things you don't, you're not getting, I mean, you're a, I don't know anyone who got there at 19 or 20. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. When all of a sudden he has to craft an identity or is having an identity crafted for him by a label or whoever, you know? So these things are especially profound realizations for someone who's lived this absurd life in the spotlight. Yeah. You know? So, um, he looks a lot like Sam Beam. Sam Beam? From Iron and Wine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I read about, he's half Jewish. Is, is Sam Beam Jewish? I don't know, actually. It's, like, it's, it's funny because it's like, it's like he's gotten more Jewish throughout the he past, has, like, yeah, eight years or yeah, whatever, yeah. as he's uh, gotten weirder. He's somehow become more <laughs> Jewy looking. Jewish. Well, hey, you know, welcome. Yeah, welcome. He's, he's, it's his dad's side, I think. I think I saw that <laughs> yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, that's but, funny. <laughs> but, you know, so so this has been a journey for me as I, as I 
you know, began to look into this and I, I started with this just thinking it was the most ridiculous, stupid lyric I'd ever heard. And then as I started to find out more and more about Mike Posner, I was like, man, I feel for this dude. Yeah. So so the question now for me becomes like, okay, what does it mean that I care? I care about what he's saying, but I hate the I I really don't like this song still. Mm-hmm. It's not enough. Like like you said, the music is not enlightened. Like what do we do with that? And yeah. is this a bad song? Like what about this is is it bad? Is it good but misdelivered? Like what do you think? I I yeah. Well, I mean I'm interested now in reading his poetry because you said he published some poetry recently. Yeah. Which seems about on par yeah, for seems, his persona now. Yeah, new, I new, imagine there's his a, new brand. At least one TED Talk and a TEDx, right? There's he, gotta be well, there's gotta be some TED Talk shit listen, happening. He's got a podcast. He's so. got a podcast. And not Ooh. everybody can have a podcast. That's um, true. It's you kind have of rarefied air up here exactly. on the mics. You gotta um, be very talented to yeah. have a podcast. So but like of course he has a podcast. Your opinions have to matter. Yeah. Yeah. And you need to know more than other people and you know. And he's talking about some of this stuff, you know, some of this like I think it's called What Does It All Mean or something like that? Let me look. <laughs> what does it all mean? Of course, it's called What Does It All Mean? It's literally called What Does This All Mean? All right. Yeah. All I have right. not hey. yet listened to it, but I'm curious. He interviewed. Whoever thought to ask that question? <laughs> he interviewed Deepak Chopra. Oh, wow. Which, like, you have to do if you're heading down this this sort of uh, quasi spiritual well, yeah, path. Yeah. yeah. Um, lived out of his van for a while. He now, I believe, now lives with his mom back in Detroit. Okay. And like I said, like there are videos on his Instagram where he's just like sitting outside a cafe, just like playing piano and and like jamming. This is great. Yeah. This is great. This is like a great I want to see a biopic. I really cannot wait because I with someone like this, something else. This isn't just going to taper. I imagine there's going to be more adventures for the identity of Mike Posner in the future. Yeah. It's going to go somewhere else. I, I don't know. I don't see him sort of settling in this world. I see him moving into like, maybe he's gonna get into like, he's gonna start a tech company, or he's gonna he's gonna go completely. He's gonna Bowie. The, Mike Posner is now our Bowie. He's <laughs> going to go through all these different phases. He's gonna go back into drugs, but he's gonna get really heavy into. I don't see him turning into like a, a Joe Rogan as time, no. or you know like whoever. I don't know. What you think he's gonna get way psychedelic? I mean, he's kind of he's like maybe something else. I like don't know maybe. if he's using drugs anymore uh, the the song obviously so. he talks about a pill and the the lyrics here i should have read this earlier but he writes he says it was sort of a mystery pill i was already under the influence of alcohol at the time i'd written a song with avici that week in sweden called stay with you he was, was playing at ibiza so i said i'll just go there with you because i was already in europe i don't have like a regular nine to five so might as well go to ibiza right <laughs> i had never been there before so i went we're at his show, and I'm drinking at the time. I sort of mosey out into the audience to watch Avicii spin. I go back and forth between backstage and the VIP area, and most people didn't know who I was, except this one guy recognized me. He was like, are you Mike Posner? And he was all excited. <laughs> he holds up this little bag of pills and is like, you want one? And drunk Mike Posner was like, fuck it, yeah. So I took one. <laughs> I can relate to drunk Mike Posner. And I had never done that there. before. And I felt amazing. And then when I came down, I felt 10 years older, which is literally the song. Probably MDMA, if I had to guess. Yeah, yeah. I, sounds... would, I would think so. And yeah, so what do we make of the fact that like the remix 
is like the in some ways like contradicts the meaning of the song like well i wonder if it had anything to do with the sort of brief economic recession we had and and mike posner's investments might have started to to uh, depreciate a little bit <laughs> yeah to let and them they, remix it they were like well i guess it would be wise to take some out of out of this hedge fund and, yeah uh, put it towards a Norwegian <laughs> pop duo and pay them the requisite, you know, several hundred million dollars or whatever yeah. it is for them to craft you a hit. Yeah. Um, Very the possible. remix, I mean, I, you know, I, 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 the remix, if it came on the radio, I don't know. I don't know if I would change the station, honestly. I kind of dig bad. it. Yeah. I kind of dig it. And, but the relationship between the original rendition yeah. and the remix with the original, it feels like an, a, a conscious sort of let me shock the audience so they'll listen closer. Uh-huh. Let me do something completely out of character. Let me do something because I'm trying to make a statement about the artifice of the life I was leading or, or the, the, the darkness of, of the, the sort of things that were happening to me as someone whose fame is waning. Yeah. And I'm still in this lifestyle, but, you know, I kind of I don't know whether I'm going to be you know, fans are going to be all over me or whether I'm going to be, you know, who's this guy yeah. when you're in a room full of the, the sort of mega elite pop A-listers, stars. Sure. Right. Yeah. So he's, he's like, let me change it up. Let me do, you know what I can do country. Like I can do anything I want. The world is, I don't have to craft R and B, you know, EDM pop hits. Like yeah. I can, I can do country. Like I, I, you know, I, um, does that mean you see the cynical cynical? No. Because I no, think he's I, honest. I, I think he's an honest yeah. dude. No, I think I think he's like you know what I can just do whatever what the feels fuck right. I want. I'm yeah. hanging out with Jake Owen. Jake <laughs> Owen, like dude, he's got money. He's comfortable. Like he, uh, I really do think he's just like fuck it. I'm good. Like yeah, I did the thing. But that's a big hurdle. Huge. That's a huge hurdle to get huge. over because that's that's your your you know clearly he's forsaken vanity. Yes. in a way. Like, yeah, like in any sort of artifice. Like like or he's trying. Um, because that's, that's a lifelong practice. Yeah. And with that going to this sort of country aesthetic, you know, who I'm reminded of is Lady Gaga. Uh huh. Uh huh. When uh-huh. Lady Gaga did the whole, I forget Joanne what it was. Joanne. Yeah. The characters that she embodied again, Bowie all day. Sure. Uh, and a calculated Bowie move. Um, but it's this idea that like, yeah, I'm trying to have my, my identity, like I'm trying to be true to my identity and, and let me just sort of show that I don't have to do the character Mike Posner right. who does these kind of songs. Whether the result of that is something I want to listen to, right. absolutely not. <laughs> but like, I respect like, it. He doesn't do it well. Yeah. When Lady Gaga did it, I was like, I don't really buy this either. Yeah. But, um, you know, and then the remix to me, I don't know. I don't know what the what the intention was. I don't know if it was the label. was like, hey, so, yeah. Mike... We're sure. we need something from you, or if it was like, I want to spread my message to more people, and how do I get to more people? Well, let me do a cool remix, or it could just basically be like, Hey, this is I love this kind of music. Clearly, he loves that kind of music. So yeah, let's let's do let's do for old times' sake. Let's let's make let's take my song. Let's make it bigger. I also I think that regardless of whose idea it was, it's interesting that it became a hit. And I think that yeah. it's part of a larger trend that we're seeing in pop music right now, which is like shit is getting dark. Mm. And the songs that come to mind, the artists that come to mind, um, 
Lil Uzi Vert had that song, All My Friends Are Dead, All My Friends Are Dead. I liked you know that, that song. I liked that, that song, too. I thought that was... Uh, XSS. So, no, but he's in another example that I was going to talk about. X, 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 Tentacion. Yeah. Also very, bridging kind of emo and almost like metal and hip hop. Kind, kind, kind of a kind of fusion. Yeah. And, and Lil Peep. Both of whom, Peep, yes. both of whom have now died. died. But yeah. uh, the like, the like popping Zannies and like the sort of being Xanax. sad yeah, yeah. and so being sad. a SoundCloud rapper thing. It's huge. Interesting phenomenon in yeah. a lot of ways. And there was this song a couple of years back to uh, Logic. It's called 1-800-273-8255. Oh, yeah, that And the one. chorus is, I don't want to be alive. I don't want to be alive. I just want to die today. I just want to die. Yeah, I remember that yeah. song. So advertising like, the, the suicide hotline. Right. So there's something yeah. about this, like, not that Mike Posner's song is suicidal, but I do think it's part of some a larger thing where it's like, Shit sucks. It sucks to be me. I feel depressed. I feel sad. Like, I don't know what to do. Because... The, I mean, that's kind of our generation in a way. It's definitely generational. But it's interesting that, like, whether the producers meant for it or whether he meant for it, hit on the zeitgeist. Like... Yeah. You know? And, it, I mean, there is source also the the novelty of, of the whole... That first line, that's an attention grabber. Totally. You know, no matter how funny or, or silly or yeah. whatever it comes off as, you know, it... The the title, I Took a Pill in Ibiza... Yeah. ...goes, there's a story here. Yes. I wonder what... that What pill? Ibiza? That's cool. Yeah. I hear that's a place where people party. That was my reaction to the title and the whole, like, oh, Avicii... You party with Avicii, yeah, but you know, like what what happened next? Like, yeah. So I can I can see why that was also an attraction. Like, it's not the typical nothing that hints at a story song is is common these mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing that is going to be like a narrative of a situation. You don't see that very much. So that's another thing that I think kind of and and yeah, it it turns that whole okay. It sounds like maybe ten years ago. A song called I Took a Pill in Ibiza would be a joyous celebratory. And it was great. Right. We danced all night. We took yeah. pills and we were young and, and it was amazing. Yeah. Um, but now it's I Took a Pill. That lifestyle is fucked up. Yeah. It used to be we're at the party and we're talking about it. Now it's like it's the next day and I feel like sh- I feel 10 years older. <laughs> I think know? America, it's the day after yeah. we took the pill. It's and, definitely and connected. Everyone's everything's connected in in this way yeah yeah so i find that interesting but let's check out some youtube comments yeah, I'm uh, and wrap it up after this heavy uh discussion of life and our purpose and, uh, <laughs> yeah all of these well i, I wonder if anyone things. else is is sort of uh feeling these these things we'll we'll see let's yeah. check it out all right so we are actually going to be looking at two videos this time uh, one is the original acoustic sort of country version of the song which is on uh, Mike Posner Vivo. Um, I took a pill in Ibiza parentheses original. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be on the YouTube playlist. And then Steve, uh, we're also looking at the, I've got a, I took a pill in Ibiza parentheses C remix parentheses explicit. Nice. Nice. A lot of qualifiers yeah, on yeah. these YouTube video titles. Um, all right. So let's just, let's just dive in here. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take it first. YouTube user Clean Tricks five months ago says, "Play this song at 1.5 speed. It will sound like the Seab remix." <laughs> will it? Will it? I, I gotta feel try like I that. gotta try it. Hold on a sec. Let me put it 1.5 speed. 
Yo, I, you know, Queen Tricks has got something. That that's is, actually true. Wow. Maybe the big problem is that it's too slow. Sometimes yeah. that's all it is. That's wow. not the that's not that's the not the problem. only problem. Uh, great one here from YouTube user Georgia Shandy three one three two years ago writes. I put a pill in your pizza. Twelve thousand likes. <laughs> I like that one. That one got me. <laughs> I put a pill in your pizza. Oh my god. Uh, I got from. Uh, YouTube user Robert Simpson, eight months ago. Anyone who has spent any time as a performer will understand the deep subtext in this song. The thrill of the crowd, the isolation that comes from people loving the perception of you, but never knowing you as a real person. The havoc that the, quote, life plays on you in physical, romantic, even spiritual terms. I'm thankful I got out of it when I did. People think that success in music is so desirable, but trust me, when you actually get there, it does some really crazy things to your head. My thoughts and prayers go out to Tim's family and to Mike as well. I think Tim is Avicii. Tim is Avicii, yeah. yeah. And to Mike as well. They have obviously lost an incredible person who wanted to share his love of music with the world, but just got chewed up by the bullshit of the industry. R.I.P. Frown emoji. Um, who's Robert Simpson? Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, I While I appreciate what he's saying, and that kind of echoes our sentiments... Who are you, Robert Simpson, with two subscribers? <laughs> Back in your maybe this guy was in some massive band and we just have no way of knowing. Like, like I'm I'm very curious. Uh I, Robert you know, Simpson is not a name I'm familiar with. Well, maybe, maybe his band was was like, I don't know. I don't want to speculate. It's just funny to me that the way he's the way he's spinning this, the way he's spinning this is in a way where it's like it makes you want to look up. Like, yeah. who is he? Yeah, who is yeah, he? Oh, yeah. he lived this lifestyle too. He can relate to wow. Mike Posner and and the tragedy of losing Avicii to the to the bullshit of the music industry that he's so familiar with. Like, thanks, Robert. <laughs> cool. I'm I'm glad that this resonates with you as also a famous person. <laughs> uh, I've got one here from YouTube user Jonathan Cabrera. All caps. I took a pill in my room, and now I am 28, living in my room. LOL. Stay in school, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Bummer, dude. <laughs> I got one from YouTube user Jack Mihoff. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bold italic, finger licking good. <laughs> okay, the reason I bring this one up, in, and we didn't mention it earlier, but so he's doing the the subterranean homesick blues Bob Dylan music video thing where he has a big stack of papers cards like cue card type things and they have words from the song on them and he pulls he, he drops them as the words come by to show the words to coincide with the song just like this uh, this iconic you know before music videos were a thing this conceptual promo video for a bob dylan song in 1965 i mm -hmm. believe was bringing it all back home mm -hmm. um but he licks his thumb every time he, which i can't remember if dylan does that or not but like he does it like really like slowly and then he looks at the camera really meaningfully <laughs> and it's really you gotta watch the video and we got some some three replies yo it's uh Prajwal says he can be the brand ambassador for kfc i can see that finger looking good finger looking good this song is finger looking good lewis conroy did some good work for us uh, YouTube user Lewis Conroy two years ago says he licks his finger 52 times in this video. <laughs> yes, I counted. Whoa. 
<laughs> Thank you, Lewis. That's a lot of times. There's a comment here that almost reads like it's from a bot. Like a bot that like Sieb hired. It says, I'm delighted by the talent of Sieb and Mike to create such a powerful hit anthem that stucks in a head. Oh my God, that's their burner account. <laughs> they have like a bunch of burner accounts. Music by Sieb after chorus is super crazy amazing, three exclamation points. Wait a second. Can you find out who that is? It's uh, YouTube user Annie Hughes, A space N space N space Y H U S E, all, all spaced out. A N Y H U S E. That's gotta be Sieb in disguise, right? This music no was way. made of Mike's own voice. Cause this is insane. <laughs> this is why the I vocal truly, chopping. <laughs> truly appreciate electronic music. It gives an opportunity to create new music and instruments which never existed before, forever in my head. Three days ago. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm right there with you. Electronic music is cool. Yeah, but uh, like, especially what done weird... by Sieb. I am loving the music of Sieb. <laughs> so, uh, how do we close this out? Well, I'll I'll give you my final thing here. It it just kind of goes to show you that artistry doesn't necessarily a person like Mike Posner learning all these great things about himself and doing all this great introspection and and learning a lot about or, or, or getting these really profound views of the world and experiencing all these really traumatic experiences and, and really feeling and expressing his emotions, all great things. I'm, I'm happy for him that he's sort of on this journey of self-awareness. I'm, I, I'm, I feel bad that it's been such a traumatic trek for him. Uh, and, and a lot of these factors, I think it's easy for people to sort of go, wow, this person has some deep thoughts. Their music is going to be really meaningful and their music is going to reflect this or, or in some way, like you, you trust that that automatically means that they're like holistically everything they do, all their expression is going to be uh, equally sort of, of meaningful and, um, you know, have that sort of gravity to it or, or meaning in it. Not necessarily so. Clearly, no. clearly, it's that surreal thing of like, all right, yeah, I'm right there with you. Man, that lifestyle, it does sound, I really want to hear a very sort of lucid explanation because I haven't been there. I don't know what it's like. I would want to hear Mike Posner really talk about, you know, do it with craft, obviously. Like, because he's not, his songwriting craft, it's validated. He's written some really fucking huge hits huge hits right for better or for worse but like i i think that there's great the guy is a musical artist like in all reality even the most insipid you yeah. know cooler cooler than me like that's a well-crafted song it was one of the more interesting songs of that time i didn't like it mm -hmm. but there wasn't another song that really sounded like that no. and please don't go kind of the same thing it used a lot of the tropes but it was unique so i don't i don't deny that Mike Posner has musical chops, can write a song, can write a unique song. But just because he's like had this profound realization, this isn't going to automatically reflect his music. And I think that was a lot of like the at any anyone in the critical world, you know, there's a Grammy, like anyone who went, wow, Mike Posner, he's really figured some things out. He's this is such a mature song. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, he just didn't he didn't see it like he he it didn't translate. It feels like he got, there's a point 
where I feel like there's another layer of maturity for this thing as an artist for him where he can realize he can step outside himself and look at himself. Yeah. From not the audience, but like how, who am I in the world? Because I am, he's acknowledging that he's this Mike Posner identity, but I think there's this thing of like, can he be quote himself? Can he live his life the way he wants to in a way that's self-aware and write music from that place, write music about himself or about his experiences in a way where it's relatable. Mm -hmm. He's telling us about these experiences, but I don't feel like he is putting us there. I don't feel like I'm taking the pill in Ibiza. No. And I don't feel like I can relate. He doesn't, he, he doesn't step outside of the experience and go, it's kind of like, he's like, yeah, man. And, and, these fans came up and, and this and like, you know, I took this pill and I felt bad after, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, right, you know right, how right. it is, yeah. right? When you're traveling around the world with the beachy, yeah. you know, oh, that feeling, right? And you're just singing sad songs. Trust me, man. When you feel that, it's like, I don't know. I don't know that. I haven't been there. So I feel like there's another step in this mindfulness journey where you become mindful outside of yourself. And he can look, he can reflect on himself in a way that isn't just expressing his experiences. Yeah, I think you know that, I mean? yeah. And totally. say some bigger things about the world. Yeah, actually, too. that kind of dovetails nicely into what I want to say, which is, it, I, have you listened to much of, like, the Cat Stevens stuff from, like, the 70s? Like, uh, I mean, I'm not, like, super familiar with his stuff, but I um, have I've you listened- seen um, uh, Harold and Maude? I haven't seen Harold and Maude, so but I have seen, I have listened to a good deal of, yeah, of Cat like Stevens. The songs yeah. in that in that movie are the type of thing that I would love to hear Mike Posner do. Like these really? songs that are sort of yeah, like uh, if you want to sing out, sing out. If you, it's like that's a, you, one of the greatest. Songs, yeah, you'll be I think. you'll be you. I'll be me. Whatever. Like uh, it's universal. Yes, these universal ideas that are based in like you were saying. The, this kind of, if you want to call it a mindfulness practice or whatever, that these these big ideas about who are we, why are we here, how can we be better connected to each other, mm-hmm. instead of just, you know, I got famous, it was cool, then it wasn't cool anymore, right? Like, it's like <laughs> yeah, I can't, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I guess, yeah, like, I guess, yeah, and this sounds tough for you, such as you a, know? such a painful experience. Um, but but I also want to say two things. Um, I, I think that. Uh, um, another famous meditator who is a musician and who's a pop musician is um, Rivers Cuomo. Really? And, oh, big time. He's a hu- huge on meditation. Speaking he, of um, someone who needs self-awareness. Yes. And I think that it has, it, he, you know, <laughs> Rivers, <laughs> Rivers has, Rivers has spent the last like 20 years trying to write like the perfect pop song to the point of like parody parodying himself in a mm-hmm. way like so he's yeah. whatever whatever insight he's gained from again sitting in a room and, and just looking at a wall or s- sitting in a room with your eyes closed whatever it is um he's like applied it in a way that's super weird and 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 he's like disappeared up his own ass you know exactly and so at least mike posner seems like he he said he's doing this walk across the country whatever he he's he's um he's living in a way where he's living close to his mom's house like you know yeah. he doesn't have to do that he could live in LA he could live in New York he's got money we know he has money he wrote these huge songs for Bieber and Maroon 5 like mm-hmm. he doesn't have to live in like a suburban Detroit or whatever but like we said like he's trying to be true to who he is and what it means what brings him fulfillment and so i admire i admire even 
you know, the place, even if he's falling short in some ways in our eyes, like, I think he's still, he's still an admirable figure in some ways. Sure. You know? And, um, and he's not a villain versus, in any way. Yeah, I kind of see like Rivers as more of a villain. I would agree with you there. Yeah. That's, that's a whole, we'll talk about, I'm and, sure he'll be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone so, we dig so into. So I, I would love to speak directly to Mike Posner at this point. Mike. Um, Mike, because here's the deal, dude. You're going to have a lot of time on your hands walking across this country. You're going to think. This great country of ours. Yeah. And I think, you know, you should check out a podcast. I don't know if you're into those. I, I know you have one, but I don't know if you're big on listening to them. But if you do, and you do check out Turn It Down, we, you know, we would love to have you on the show to discuss this song. Absolutely. And so if, if Mike, you're going to have thousands of hours, and if you want to spend an hour or so listening to us kind of rag on you, but kind of respect you, that'd be cool. And if you want to stop here in Seattle on uh, at the end of your journey and join us, um, yeah. we would love that. I also want to say, Mike, uh, thank you for listening. And uh, A, if I didn't edit this out already, I'm sorry I said you weren't smart. That was completely <laughs> no, you unfair. Gotta leave, you got to leave it. I guess I got to leave it in. I meant the song wasn't smart, and I stand <laughs> by that. Uh, I What I want to say is that I feel like we would have a lot to learn from you. Uh-huh. I, I, we, I, I have said things that make it sound like I think that I, I, your experience is something that we can understand and talk about as if, as if you don't know anything outside of that, which is kind of true. I mean, you no one knows anything outside their experience really, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to pretend to know. Maybe there's a lot more. I'm sure it's way more complicated than I thought. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, come on on, come on the come on the pod. Yeah, dude. my phone number is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he does seem like honestly seems like the type of dude that would be like, oh yeah, that sounds cool. I'll text him. Yeah, yeah like yeah, I feel yeah. like he's the type of dude based on what we have learned. He'd be like, oh yeah, they should talk shit on me, but that's just how that's life. That's life. Yeah, yeah. I'll opinions. Be there. Let's opinions. talk. Yeah, be on- yeah. be honest. I want you to be honest. We don't think we're cooler than you or <laughs> no. anything. No, Mike Posner. No, I don't like think nice I'm cooler guy. than you. This genuinely seems like a nice dude. She might have thought she was cooler than you. We Clearly. don't. All right. Okay. Yeah. I think well, that does it for for. Uh, I took a pill in Ibiza. Yeah. Well, thank you know. Uh, I just want to thank all of you for for being here with us, despite the music we just subjected you to. Um. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook at Turn It Down Podcast. You can email us. We'd love to get an email from you. Turn It Down Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to hit us with comments, suggestions, corrections, if we said something that pissed you off, if you really like the song, anything like that, please hit us up. And we'll see you next time. Uh, bye bye. Bye. Stuck up on this stage I know sad songs, sad songs, I don't know that I know sad songs, sad songs.